You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 164. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the host of Large Popcorn and video essayist Christian Macias at ISO Christian. We're by ourselves this week. And we're co-oping the podcast today. We're Dynamic duo. Heck yeah. I got, I got to stop you before you even move on. Because I'm going to start with my BS already, okay? Okay. Obviously, everyone has seen the title of the episode. Dan has labeled it. <laughs> uh, what, what, do you, what do you call it? God of War Ragnarok versus Sonic Frontiers. Now, I don't know why these two are fighting <laughs> in our title. Naturally, I had to put out a poll. Who would win in a fight? No prep time. Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles? Or Kratos? Now, this is backfired because uh, uh, 54% of the votes so far are favoring Kratos over Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. How do you feel about that? I, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, Kratos is the freaking god. Uh, he kills gods, so I think that's What pretty... is Sonic? <sighs> that's fair, I guess, but, you know, he's just a little puny little hedgehog, you know? He can run fast. Nobody understands <laughs> the power of Sonic and teamwork, is what I'm saying. Like, when Sonic goes supersonic with his buddies... He can't lose. Kratos on the verge of losing all the goddamn time. That's the bit. I think Kratos is letting him win, right? I don't know. <laughs> all I'm saying is people are severely underrating Sonic and Co. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Sonic can hold his own when he's with his team. He can't handle anything by himself. Anywho. Here's, hold on. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> Sorry. Supersonic would body Kratos. But once that Spartan Rage comes out, I think Kratos would probably get the dub over Sonic. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... You're probably right. You're probably right. That's kind of terrifying to think about him just <laughs> losing it on Sonic. Oh, God. I needed to jolly up the show and represent Rose in some capacity since he's not, he's not able to make it, so... Yep. That was my contribution for Ro. Rose adamantly uh, defending uh, Sonic and Team in the Twitter mm-hmm. uh, replies, so. Good for him. Yes. Anyways, Christian, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube.com slash, po- slash at Podcast PXN. Sorry, that's a new at there. Uh, and Twitch.tv slash Podcast PXN as well. The topic of the show this week, Christian, is, as you already alluded to, God of War, Ragnarok versus Sonic Frontiers. But first, the show always starts with the quick bites, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Christian, first item here. Stranger Things VR has been announced coming winter of 2023. Uh, we got a tweet from Stranger Things, uh, a Twitter account that says, ever want to spend a day as as Vecna? Well, now you can with Stranger Things VR coming in winter of 2023. Um, yeah, this is interesting, I guess. Uh, I want to see like what the game actually entails. Um, obviously, they showed a little bit of a glimpse of it, and uh, like it looks really interesting. Like The art style looks cool, but uh yeah i love me some stranger things let's let's get some of this action going christian 
I have something to say about this. Okay. Having having bounced out of Stranger Things midway through season two, I just couldn't anymore. It seems like uh, I don't know, like the least cool thing you could do in a VR game is be playing as Vecna. What? I don't know. I I don't I don't I literally I literally don't know. This is just me talking just to talk. That's fair. That's fair. You need to freaking watch season five. Is absolutely incredible, Christian. Incredible. One day. I need to get you there. Moving on from there, Christian, the EU has opened up an in-depth investigation into Microsoft's acquisition of Activision and now has until March of 2023 to make a decision on where to go from there. Um, Obviously, this is an interesting story because uh, there's been a lot of questions on whether this acquisition, acquisition should go through or will go through. Um, obviously, the, the greatest scrutiny they've received thus far has been from the EU, uh, which is surprising because I think at the beginning, people were questioning if the FCC in the United States was going to be the one that um, kind of ha- had a lot of questions for them. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know what this is going to what's going to happen here, but I really just hope whatever happens, the Activision employees don't get screwed over and even if the Microsoft acquisition doesn't go through, hopefully there something happens at that company to force Bobby Kotick out because there's there's no avenue forward in my opinion with Bobby Kotick still there. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I still can't believe he's still there. Yeah, is like he's still just being an absolute menace out and about in the real world, and it's like I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I. I there's no point in me regurgitating everything you say because like, I mean, we've been saying on the podcast for what feels like months now or over a year is like, yeah, we got to get Bobby out. Like, uh, I feel like Microsoft is going to get a lot more scrutiny, honestly, even in the next coming months into, into 2023. Like, it's only, it probably might only get worse. Uh, but I honestly can't see them ultimately not. I don't know, is the deal going to fall apart? I'm, I'm not totally convinced. Absolutely. Uh, Glenn, thank you for letting me know that apparently there was no sound on the intro video. That is my fault. I messed up a setting. Uh, we're using a different scene because it's only two of us, but, uh, it was just for the intro video, so I can fix that later in post. At least it wasn't the mics. Yeah, no, it was not the mics. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. Anyways, Glenn. Um, moving on, Christian. Xbox Game Pass family plan details have come out here. Um, A little bit of more background into what the account holders are going to have to do. So uh, they did reveal that only the primary account owner can convert their subscription to the family plan. So for instance, if you have friends that are joining you, they cannot convert their time. So if they already have Game Pass Ultimate or something, they're not gonna be able to, to convert that time. So Make sure if you're planning on doing a family plan, don't buy a bunch of subscription time like years in advance because um, only the person who actually is the leader of the plan will be able to convert that time, uh, which is interesting, an interesting like caveat. Uh, I'm not sure why they would need to do that. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, why wouldn't you be able to convert that and add it into everyone's like total pool? Maybe it's a billing thing. Mm. I don't know. Am I crazy or is 22 euros per month for what, uh, five people total? 
Sorry, uh, among five for yeah, so five total is like honestly too much of a bargain. Yeah, like that's, that's too cheap. Yeah, I don't. I I can't. I can't believe it. Yeah, but I mean it, it's in testing right now in the EU. I, there's two countries that are testing it at that pricing. So it, I guess the caveat is is that it's in testing that maybe they increase it. But that is yeah, you're right. That is very low for five people. Um, yeah. Are you so, getting the same perks as Ultimate? Yes. Yep. Included? Yes. Yeah, that's yep. that's that's crazy. I can't imagine them making like a I yeah. is this a way to boost like subscribers? Maybe? But my, do you lose money off that? I don't know. My guess is so maybe that's part of the the um reasoning as to why people who join you cannot convert their subscription so they're trying to get people that aren't already subscribed so if your friends are already yeah. subscribed for multiple years they're trying to get people that don't already have a subscription is my maybe guess um i don't know and i and i do have a friend who uh was like interested in possibly getting this who doesn't already have game pass so that would work out then who knows who knows yeah very cool very cool i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be joining anyone but i could definitely host one because i have oh, like three I'll years stacked i'll join you <laughs> okay okay easy easy moving on from there christian what else is easy gears of war is getting a netflix live action film as well as an adult animated series in cooperation with the coalition uh very interesting this was announced on their 16 year anniversary of the original gears of war and obviously this film has been in development for a or you know been in talks for a long time but it finally lands with netflix along with the animated series which might might pique my interest i got you gotta love netflix's bias on animation here with their, their wording saying adult animation the implication there being that a normal animation is not for adults which is uh your big guillermo del toro, guillermo del toro fan you'll know is uh inc incorrect medium baby not a genre <laughs> it's not a genre Are you excited Oh yeah, I I'm very excited. I'm a huge Gears fan in terms of the story, so I'm very interested to see like how they adapt to this. Um, I I kind of feel like they're saying adult animated series too because they want to like comfort fans and say like this isn't going to be like just like a, a a toned down version of Gears of War. This is going to be chainsaws and blood and yeah, gore. but like Castlevania is very much adult, and they don't call that adult animation. It's just animation. Right. That's fair. Very fair. The, yeah. yeah, I'm more interested in the in the anim animation portion of this because Netflix animation stuff projects are really good, like mm. Castlevania, Cyberpunk, Edge Runner, Edge Runners, which is fucking fantastic. All their live action adaptations uh, are very much hit or miss, and they're mostly misses. So, tempering my expectations for that one, personally. Fair, very fair. We'll wait to see more there. Moving on, Halo Infinite's Forge has finally launched, Christian. Here we are. We got a few more details as well. Uh, the Pit remake from Halo 3 is targeting this year. Uh, it's being remade in Forge. They're planning for a Forge multiplayer matchmaking playlist. Um, so basically curating uh, community content. Yes, very good, very good. Uh, and they've done that in previous games as well to a lot of success. 
Forge is also uh, being more advertised as more of a game engine than a map editor, which playing with it a little bit last night, I had a little bit of time to play with it. It is 100% a game engine. Like there is so many layers to it there. Like it's it's it can almost be daunting for new players, but like, yeah, it, it's very powerful. Um, and also we're getting uh, Forge maps coming to multiplayer matchmaking over time for normal playlists. So I'm sure 343 three will pick out the best of the best. Uh, you can co-op Forge with up to eight players, which is insane. <laughs> eight people forging one map at one time. That's really cool. Holy and, shit, at one time? Yes, <laughs> you can have eight people. Uh, and then custom game browser will be coming March 7th, which I believe is the start of season three. And that is huge as well because that will allow people to search for these custom games and maps that make Halo so freaking fantastic. Like custom game browser on Master Chief Collection, fantastic. There's so many cool uh, game modes you can play with other people in there. So, oh, a lot of good stuff coming. You know, Halo. you know if there will be a way to search for stuff like outside of in game now. Like if you made a map. Could you share that like on Twitter or something? And then you could like get like a code to, I don't know. Yes. So or save right, it to an account and start it. Sorry, explain it. No, you're fine. So right now, actually, you can share all of your content and you can search all the content in there. Um, they have a browser already to search for stuff. Uh, the custom game browser is like lobbies, essentially, that you can create that people people can search, essentially like dedicated servers where people can search and say, oh, I want to play this and join this lobby. Whereas the search functionality that you're talking about, you can do that right now. So you can just type in if you're looking for one of the popular old Halo modes is called Halo on Halo. If you're looking for that mode, you can type in Halo and it'll pull up all the maps that are um, called Halo and you can sort it by, you know, top downloads and all of that so very cool are potentially gonna, big are you gonna join join christian Halo we'll see i've got i got i've got ragnarok and call of duty to keep me <laughs> that camo grind continues i'm like what eight or nine gold guns in gotta keep going wow the grind continues the grind also continues on a prince of persia remake christian as pre-orders are being refunded by ubisoft uh, they are not committing to a new release window. However, uh, U Ubisoft Montreal is continuing development of it after they took over, um, I think, last year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what this even comes to because it was originally announced for Xbox One and PS4. I would imagine it's going to be transitioned to a current-gen game, PS5, Xbox Series X, and S. But, yeah, hopefully it looks better. Uh, it'll... I feel like it it still might be like a, a cross generation game. You think so? For a game for a game of this caliber from a third party, probably PS4 and PS5 on the Xbox suite. So when is it out? I can't imagine they they would lose on sales. When is it out? Yeah. What year are we in? 2022. <laughs> um it's probably out spring of 24. Okay. Yeah. You see the scuttlebutt that like they, it was done and then it was like not in a shape that like this would not do well yeah and so montreal is like yeah let's just uh let's just restart this bad boy which is insane all the money they've lost over the years developing this thing yeah they i mean they called it a remake and it didn't even look like a remaster to me like it just it didn't impress yeah Ugh. is it called oh you're right it is called a remake isn't it yes yep 
You are right. Yeah. Yikes. Big yikes. Indeed. Moving on from there, Christian, another franchise you need to play. Mass Effect has gotten some concept art of a mass relay that showed up on N7 Day. And this is for the new Mass Effect, of course. And we got a little audio transmission from Liara to Sony, which is one of the fan favorite characters from the original trilogy. Very, very excited for this. And uh, yeah, this mass relay looks mm, looks delicious. Looks good. It's got orange paint on there. Maybe some Cerberus action coming back for anyone who's Mass Effect fans out there. First of all, I played Mass Effect, all right? <laughs> you you just, did just only the just only the first one. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, this is great. I should play two. Just never did. Two, never did. Who has the, the time? Who has the time? Two is the best one, Christian. Uh, hey, I don't, I don't. Hey, look, it's still on my hard drive. I'm gonna get to it. Okay. Just have no idea when. That's fair. Fair. Get through that right. By the end, of, by the end of the decade, I will. <laughs> by then, the I next promise. trilogy will be out. Yeah. Andromeda 2. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Moving on from there, Christian. GTA 5 has reached 170 million units sold. Red Dead Redemption as a franchise has sold 70 million. What the hell? I feel like we give these stories like every six months to a year. Like, here's another huge milestone for GTA 5. How the hell is this thing oh. still selling? One of the best-selling games of all time. We get it. Let it let it go already. <laughs> Who's still buying these games? I, I have a, I have a friend. I'm not gonna say his name, but <laughs> he he bought like the the like like the monthly subscription that like gives you money every month. Mm. And it's like, dude, why you like touch the game once a month <laughs> just to like go in and get your little like money, whatever, and then you move on. Like you're not even playing the game. It's so funny. I had an old coworker, which. Mm, didn't really get along with this old coworker, but anyways, he literally would buy car parts in GTA. I'm like, hell yeah. Well, now wait a minute. He would buy car parts in GTA, but then he he couldn't afford real world things, like probably things that should be like priorities in his life, like his son, Absolutely. for instance. Like, oh, yeah. Ah! I don't like that stuff, but anyway. anyway I, I'm ready for GTA 6. However, uh, GTA 5 like custom games are this is that's my forge, Dan. Yeah, I, I love the custom games in, in Grand Theft Auto. They're fantastic. I used to like love going to the Rockstar website and being like, I'm gonna add 30 of these to my jobs and then go online and play them with my friends. It's so cool. That's really cool. Something else you've been playing with friends is VR, Christian. But I don't think we're gonna be playing this VR anytime soon, or at least I'm not. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a new VR headset that can kill you if you die in a game, Christian. So uh, this is from the Oculus founder, Palmer Lucky, that apparently decided it was a good idea to build the prototype that uh, that when you wear the headset and you die in the game, it kills you in real life with somehow somehow killing you on the headset i don't even know how the killing mechanism works but it's in honor there, of uh, sword art online yeah which is hold on is so funny <laughs> i i know that the the graphics is inspired by an anime but the ign verbiage is in honor of sword art online which i i've seen sao it's i, I really like sao but like in honor of like what do you like that's like the message you want to like don't want to take away from but 
there are these three tubes uh, on the front of the headset. Yeah. Um, they're like pretty much like these little mini explosions. And then once you once you see it, once the the screen detects a certain shade of red that is, um, that I talked about in the, in the private Twitter, uh, the, is a certain shade of red synonymous with game over screens. It'll shoot those explosions into your brain, killing you. Which is oh uh, strap that strap that thing on me, dude. And I'm ready to get out of here. What the frick? Okay, that's a little. I... When IGN first posted this, I didn't add this to our stories because I was like, oh, IGN's just messing around. And then they posted it like two or three more times throughout the week. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) It, well, (laughs) the craziest thing about this is that like, I didn't learn about this until today, until you shared it. There's uh, a lock mechanism, so you can't take it off. What the, why? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, like, oh. imagine someone gets their hand on their prototype and is like, hey, let's play a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some saw stuff. Yeah, jigsaw. I would have played a game. That's... What, what VR? Okay, hold on. We got to stop here. What VR game do you think you could survive? Like a, a play session with this thing? Like, ju- uh, probably just not Phasma. Se- just a play session? Yeah. So. Uh, I guess if do you have to win <laughs> mini golf? <laughs> do you have we to? We don't win? die. Do you have to win, or just yeah, not I die? Mean, not die. Well, not I could. I could play phasmophobia and just not go in the house, right? <laughs> Technically, yes. I, I mean, conceive. I mean, you would have to like play the objective, though. I, I would like. You know, I would imagine. You know what? Rec room, uh, paintball. You die all the time in that. Oh shit, you're right. You get Fuck. shot once, you're I, dead. Yeah, you're right. I was I was thinking win, but yeah, you're right. You get shot all the time. Yeah. Oh. Rock climb. No, 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 no. That ain't it. You don't die in that. I mean, well, you I just guess fall. Not. Yeah, I guess. Um. Hmm. Probably uh probably should work towards, you know, hmm. doing something better, Palmer. Resident like, Evil 7. Oh. From start no. to finish. Mm-mm. Start to finish. Nope. Not on easy mode. Not happening, Christian. Not happening. Anyway. Anywho, moving on to a bit of a less light story here. Uh, Mick Gordon is going up against id Software. Um, it's This kind of came out right after Doom Eternal came out, and it was a, a big thing back then. Mick Gordon had announced back then that he was no longer going to be involved in Doom's uh, soundtracks moving forward. There wasn't a whole lot of information at the time, um, but now Mick Gordon has posted a lengthy uh, response essentially to um, disinformation that he said that uh, Marty Stratton, id Software's studio director, uh, lied about. Um, so I'll, just, I'll give you the uh, quick notes version here on uh, his Twitter replies. He says, uh, in Marty's Doom Eternal OST open letter posted on Reddit on May 5th, 2020, he made allegations against me that directly contradicted the actual events, contractual terms, public announcements, and contents of emails and calls. Marty's post severely impacted my professional and personal reputation. In releasing this statement, I'm exercising my right to defend myself. It is a defense, not an unprovoked attack issued with extreme reluctance only after all other attempts to resolve the matter have failed. 
This statement is not an excuse for a hate campaign. Acts of hate dished out online won't result in any positive change. It only makes things worse. Essentially, from what I gather, um, well, I'll, I'll read a little bit of it here. Uh, so, Marty lied about the circumstances surrounding the Doom Eternal soundtrack and used disinformation and innuendo to blame me entirely for its failure, which I didn't think that Doom Eternal soundtrack was a failure. I thought it was fantastic. Um, but uh, essentially, I read it a little bit ago, and he's saying that uh, he wrote a bunch of music uh, and, and scores for the game, but he essentially had to give all of that to like the audio director that he got to implement it however he wanted, and um, Mick Gordon wasn't able to implement it how he wanted to implement it. And also, he had a bunch of music that he sent them that they said they didn't use and that they cut half of it and they didn't that they that's not true and he they they actually apparently used all of what they sent him or he sent them so uh essentially he got a bunch of music sent to them that was unpaid and he was looking to be paid for the work that they um essentially didn't pay him for because they said they didn't use that content but they did use it so yeah, not good. Uh, not good at all for uh, Id's upper management. And um, yeah, Mick Gordon's work uh, was fantastic in Doom 2018 and Doom Eternal. So, uh, mm. or 2016, Doom 2016 I, and right. Doom Eternal. But ugh. that's that's extremely shitty. And like, that's what could be, no, I mean, perceived as libel, maybe. Yeah. Could Mick Gordon take legal action? Probably if he wanted to. Um, that sucks. Uh, and what I'll do instead of focusing on like the negative part of the story is uh, I was scrolling through Mick Gordon's uh, Twitter profile and I learned he's actually uh, on, on the team for uh, a cool game called Routine, which we saw at one of one of Keeley's shows, I think. Yeah. Right. I think you're right. It was one of the ones that was uh, another survival horror set in space. Uh, this one with like a very cool like retro VHS aesthetic with robots. And uh, I'm excited for routine is my takeaway. I didn't know who Mick Gordon was until the, until this story. So that's my takeaway. Mick Gordon, I'm sorry about your situation. I'm not going to ride or die with you because uh, the way you're recording audio for routine is really cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Everything he's done. Top notch. You know what's not top notch, Christian? FIFA's first game after the EA partnership ends are going to be blockchain and web 3.0 based um, love it can't yeah. wait <laughs> how about those nfts we're about to get christian and fifa i mean come on fifa's already basically gambling with their ultimate team fair that's fair so oh more money to launder <laughs> uh, yeah that's ugh. fifa is terrible terrible anyway i'm I will be watching the World Cup in 10 days. <laughs> You'll have to switch to EA Football Club or whatever they're going to call it. I forget what they said it's going to be called. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Are we going to get down on some EA soccer, Dan? <laughs> yeah, EA Sports. It's in the game. Yeah, that's right. Bring that guy back. EA Sports. It's in the game. Hey, that's pretty close. Holy shit. Yeah childhood hearing that all the time anywho 
Uh, our last quick bite, Christian. Lionsgate is interested in a John Wick video game. You made sure that I didn't miss this, and I almost did. Thank you, Christian. Uh, mm. And apparently, it's a much. It's going to be a much larger budget than the independent John Wick Hex, if that ha- ends up happening. The studio is reportedly also considering a big AAA game based on the franchise. And during the earnings call today. He mentioned the Lionsgate CEO mentioned that the company has been discussing proposals for the game, though nothing is set in stone yet. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but we believe there is a big AAA game to be made out of John Wick. We have been fielding proposals. We certainly are interested in moving that forward, but I don't want to say anything more about that at this time. Who do you want to see make this? Remedy. Oh, that's actually sick. Yeah. Make it a you know Max Payne like, but you know in the John Wick universe. That would be sick. <laughs> That'd be all for it, baby. I'd be all for it. Heck yeah. Uh, any other thoughts? Who would you would you want? Honestly, that's uh, I think you just nailed it spot on. Like I literally didn't. I was trying to rack my brain around an action developer that I would want to see make this, but like Remedy makes a lot of sense. Like yeah, ugh. yeah. That. What about a, a respawn? Respawn could yeah. be cool as well. Yeah, they're making an action adventure uh, Star Wars game, right? Or mm-hmm. no? Or maybe FPS? I don't. Know. I mean, we know they can do FPS, and they did uh, an action adventure game, which you know, Jedi Fallen. Yeah, it has it has its flaws. It has some jank, but like still widely regarded as, as a pretty great game. So yes, yeah, absolutely. Moving on from there, Christian, into the street meet. We go Codemasters Dirt Series along with Project Cars has reportedly been canceled internally. Um, Dirt Rally will will survive under a new name, EA Sports Rally. (laughs) We just had this joke about EA Sports FIFA, and now here we go with EA Sports Rally. EA Sports. (laughs) It's in the rallies. (laughs) Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, no, uh, this is interesting. I, I don't think this is too terribly surprising though, because uh, they had already kind of told Coast Codemasters to help uh, Criterion make Need for Speed now, so I mm. know they've been helping them with the new Need for Speed. So I don't think it's terribly surprising. I, I don't know if this is good or bad. I've never played the Dirt series or Project Cars. Um, I know Project Cars was kind of well. Uh, regarded when it first came out because it was kind of like this uh, new thing that they were trying and it was kind of like a, a exciting new project. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I can't comment on this. I, I haven't played any of, the, of these either. So yeah, I know Gage brought this up. Yes, Sorry, did. Gage. I failed you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Here, here's my here's my take. Yep. Um, someone developed Burnout Paradise 2. Thank mm. you. Yes. I mean, that could be the next game after Need for Speed. Criterion and Codemasters team up for for an Paradise 2. And I'd play the shit out of it. For some reason, EA just doesn't want to bring back Burnout in a meaningful way. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. They brought back Mirror's Edge in a half-assed way. Yeah, they did. Indeed. Uh, Insane. Our next street meet item, Christian, is a Bethesda EULA has been found on Steam for a Redfall beta. Of course, I'm sure Gage is very excited about this story as well. Uh, 
Idle Sloth on Twitter uh, posted this. Someone found a Bethesda EULA on Steam, and people are speculating it could be a Redfall beta that is happening. Arcane has never done a beta before, but they've also never made a co-op game before. Um, so yeah, it makes total sense that they want to test their <laughs> their technology to make sure it works perfect and makes uh, for a better launch. So yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to jump in on this. This is this is cool, but I I also worry for like optics mm. because a lot of people a lot of people like in in the games or maybe just outside the game's purview or like maybe a little bit ignorant on how like game development works and we see that because uh, you know alpha images of Redfall leaked a long time ago and people are like this game looks terrible and it's like well it's a early super early build of a game that isn't done yet that's why you're seeing it like this you know what I mean so a game that's in, in beta like it's it's their first co-op game, it might have some issues, and that's obviously that's the point of it. But I worry people would like be quick to dismiss it if it is kind of, you know, quote unquote, broken as a beta. They might just like not check out the final release, which I think would be a shame. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and you nailed the the head on the head on it right there. I don't know. That's not the right word. Yeah, you nailed me. I yeah, I nailed. Sure. Oh, let's close out the street meet, Christian. A Horizon MMO may be in the works from the makers of Guild Wars. Uh, NCSoft is the developer. Uh, NCSoft is said to be currently recruiting for the project, which is referred to as Project H in the company's job advertisements. However, NCSoft has refused to confirm the existence of the game, stating it is difficult to confirm information about unpublished projects that are currently under development. So it's not a denial, obviously, uh, but uh, <laughs> it, interesting, I guess. Um, I don't know how that will look in terms of the Horizon universe and like, what does this mean for a thir possible third Horizon game from Guerrilla? Because like... Is this going to be too much if we have a MMO and the next Horizon game coming from Gorilla? Like maybe, maybe just let Gorilla handle this. I don't know. The only project game I care about from NC Soft is Project M. Anything else? Don't give it to me. Uh, I'm even more less interested in a Horizon uh, MMO. I mean, first of all, MMO games just aren't for me, uh, and and that's okay. But like. For me, this speaks more on like what Sony wants to do in terms of their brands, which is uh, mm. branch them out and like create like franchises that people can engage with on multiple fronts and not just the, you know, they have the, the TV show coming. They've got movie adaptations. They have multiple Horizon games now. A remake. Um, <laughs> I, okay, I hope not. Um, <laughs> this just seems like too much Horizon. It's like, well, the, the, the Gorilla games, like, if I'm being honest, like these aren't, super memorable experiences that once i'm once i'm done playing them to begin with like will anything else hit, hit as as high as the horizon proper games from gorilla i don't know so it's a steep climb that they have to prove themselves uh, to make some make these kinds of games indeed what what we is... will see it in the horizon <laughs> nice sorry what what is project m that they're making Come on, bro. Project M from NC Soft. Yeah, what is that? I don't know what that is. Some, somebody didn't watch my uh, Asian Games video. Oh. That's fine. Um, so yeah. it's not the NC Soft proper team. It's their experimental team, and they're doing a um, obviously a team from South Korea. They're doing a narrative 
game where it's like uh, your choices matter like you know like the david cage kind of games oh, right that sounds good. uh but it's it's uh, detective stories also a little bit sci-fi and it looked fantastic and dude, they're they're captured for their environments and their people are like top notch i'll send you the trailer again it's it's incredible okay okay check it out yeah that sounds really cool i still gotta freaking go back and play detroit sometime i started that and never finished it yeah you don't have to oh okay <laughs> half of the thing. game is really good yeah that's fair moving into our pxn news of the week christian our first item is not a very good one not wait that's not the right wording not a very happy story here uh as there has been representation issues that have popped up with final fantasy 16. um this comes from adrian foster on twitter and um I don't know what C slash O yeah. means. So it's uh, it's in reference to Cat Bailey's uh, article from okay. IGN. Okay, gotcha. Uh, in response, in regards to diversity in the game, can we expect to see black characters in Final Fantasy 16 or people of color, non-white characters in general? Um, so that was, I guess, the question from IGN that they were asking. Okay, Naoki Yoshida. And he responds with he or she. I, I apologize. I'm not familiar. She okay. doesn't. Okay. Uh, he says, this is a difficult question, but not one that was unexpected, seeing as diversity in entertainment media has become a much discussed topic as of late. The answer I have, however, may end up being disappointing to some, depending on individual expectations. Our design concept from the earliest stages of development has always heavily featured medieval Europe incorporating historical culture, historical, cultural, political, and anthropo anthropological oh gosh, that was terrible standards that were prevalent at the time. When deciding on a setting that was best suited to the story we wanted to tell, the story of a land beset by the blight we felt that rather than create something on a global scale, it was necessary to limit the scope to a single landmass, one geo one geo geographically, Jesus, I can't speak today, and culturally isolated from the rest of the world in an age without airplanes, television, or telephones. Due to the underlying geographical, technological, and geopolitical constraints of the setting, Velahisde, I don't know, that's probably butchered. Alistia. There we go. <laughs> Was never going to realistically be as diverse as, say, a modern-day Earth or even Final Fantasy fourteen that has an entire planet and moon worth of nations, races, and cultures at its disposal. The isolated nature of this realm, however, does end up playing a large part in the story and is one of the reasons Valhista's fate is tied to the rest of the world. Ultimately, we felt that while incorporating ethnic diversity in Valhista was important, an over-incorporation into the single corner of a much larger world can end up causing a violation of those narrative boundaries we originally set for ourselves. The story we are telling is fantasy, yes, but it is rooted in reality. Conversely, the Final Fantasy series of games have always inherently dealt with conflict and struggle, especially between the empowered and those used and or exploited by those privileged few, a prominent trend in human history. 
uh, in a game that by design allows players to experience that conflict and struggle first firsthand through dynamic realistic battles it can be challenging to assign distinctive ethnicities to either antagonist or protagonist without triggering audience preconceptions inviting unwarranted speculation and uh, and ultimately stoking the flames of controversy the best part of pulling inspiration directly from history however is that it allows us to revisit and re-examine our own pasts while also allowing us to create something new in the end, we simply want the focus to be less on the outward appearance of our characters and more on who they are as people, people who are complex and diverse in their natures, backgrounds, beliefs, personalities, and motivations, people whose stories we can resonate with. There is diversity in Valhista, diversity that, while not all-encompassing, is synergistic with the setting we've created and is true to the inspirations from which we are drawing. That was a lot. Shida Sun. Make cool games, but I'm sorry that black people existing uh, is not synergistic with your game. Yeah, and like, I, I, I guess I don't understand because he's saying that Final Fantasy 14 is a massive world, so that's his reason for that having more diversity. Well, that, that doesn't make any sense to me, though, because like, if if the world of Final Fantasy 14 is that diverse, why wouldn't this section? And obviously, I'm not I don't know Final Fantasy or anything like that. But why wouldn't this section of, you know, Final Fantasy 16? Why wouldn't that be just as diverse? Like there's no nothing that says that it can't be just as diverse. And why is that a story element to make it less diverse? Like you, using Yoshida's an, own answer is that he's pulling directly from like literally anthropological fucking statistics on on medieval europe or like yes there was less uh you know poc okay, okay i have to re go back there were more white people than there were people of color in middle europe like is that that is fact it also doesn't mean like there were there were none right and you are doing you are doing a, a, a fantasy game like at the end of this very long answer, he has like, um, like he's wanting to be, oh, like it is rooted in reality, but we want to put our own spin in this game. Like, and it's a very, it's a very game that's inspired by history. It's like, well, you also like have like two minutes of your trailer featuring like giant demonic like summons that are like fighting <laughs> each other. Like, let's 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 scale it back a little bit, Yoshida-san. And like his his answer, this is a difficult question. Like, it's it's really not. Uh, are there are there people of color in your game? Yes or no? Or, and wh why or why not did you want them in there? And like, we know Japan has like a race problem. Like those that know know. Like a lot of people, like a lot of old heads from Japan are like pretty racist. That was a lot of the world. That's just how it is. Uh, but like it, this is like the most open I think people have like really been about like it really I don't know this public I don't know like just to go on a, a little bit more of a rant for a couple of seconds like I understand like where he's trying to base his answer from it's like we don't want diversity for diversity's sake that's like a that's like the thing that people uh, talk about all the time like week week day in day out on Twitter but it's like I don't know these people exist yeah you know. Well, and not only that, like, it's not always, like, diversity isn't always de derived from, like, diversity for diversity's sake. Sure, there are, you know, examples of that, but, like, 
I'm sure there's people on this team that are um, from other backgrounds and other, uh, you know, there's African Americans, there's Asian Americans, I'm sure, or I'm sorry, not Americans, because obviously it's a Japanese company, but you get yep. what I'm saying. Uh, but I'm sure that's a very diverse team. So like, if you were to poll that team and say, like, what do you want to see in this game? I feel like they would have very different answers than what he's saying here. In my opinion, that's just what I'm thinking. Because like the example that I think of is Respawn, for instance, they had a lot of people for Star Wars Jedi, uh, Jedi Fallen Order that wanted the main protagonist to be African-American and they were denied at, at that request. Yeah. And so like, I kind of point to that and say, like, what is your team saying? I don't know. That same team was like, I think they also wanted it to be at one point like a, a female protagonist instead of Cal. Yes. Uh, Cal Kistis. And then, and then they were like, no, we already have a female protagonist referencing Ray from um, the, the movie fronts. Like, is that the quota one? Like, that's right. the, what the, just the minimum? Uh, is that enough? My answer is no. Uh, in fact, I'll answer this with like some more happy and a positive note is that uh, Black Panther comes out tomorrow, mm. and the main antagonist Namor is uh, is a Mexican descent. He, I think it was Aztec, and I'm very excited. I can't wait for to see representation on that scale with with such care on the big screen. It's gonna be awesome. Absolutely, that's gonna be. I hope that movie's good. I I really wanna I wanna love it tomorrow. Very good. I don't know when you're going. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to see it until next weekend, I think. So That's a long time. I know. I'm hoping For that Twitter I Twitter time? I know. IGN the next day is going to spoil it. Well, who are we kidding? Yeah, yeah. They, they, I think they've scaled it back. They usually wait until after opening weekend to spoil something. Yeah. Because they, they got a lot of flack for it. it was, yeah, you would like, they would tweet sometimes like as shows were going live on, at midnight for yeah. Disney stuff. Kind of annoying. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, kind of also annoying, like when AMC announces the Negan TV series, which completely ruins the fact that Negan's not going to die in the final season of The Walking Dead. You know, AMC, why would you tell us? Could be, could be a prequel. It's not. Because uh -oh. they've, they've been very clear on what it is, which is this. That's kind of weird then. Yeah. And yeah, the, that's a whole other conversation, but. Yeah, they were trying to like act like Negan was going to die in this last episode. And I'm like, really? We know he's not going to die. Anywho, sorry. That's enough TV. Remember the Glenn fake out? Yes, I do. Yep. Oh, come on, AMC. Moving on, Christian. Something you're going to be loving here. Well, I guess not this first part. Not this first part. Oh, right. But uh, the rest of it, yes. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 composer Sarah Schachner, Sch Schachner, Sch Schachner? I, I'm not sh quite sure how to s pronounce that, uh, is no longer composing music for the game because of a challenging working dynamic with the audio director. Um, she was responding to fans after being asked where the soundtrack to Modern Warfare 2 was. As reported by Variety, she did not specifically name the audio director, but it is said to be Steve, uh, yeah, Stephen Miller. She did, however, address the many fans who have been asking about the release of the soundtrack. Unfortunately, it may not be the answer you're hoping for. 
He said, I am sad to say I can no longer continue to compose music for Modern Warfare 2 slash Warzone. Over the past couple of months, the working dynamic with the audio director has become increasingly challenging, and I don't see any path forward. As of now, I am unsure of the status and release plans for the soundtrack, and it's been taken out of my hands. While I don't have any control over how the music is presented in-game, what will be released on the soundtrack is not my artistic intent in, in regards to mixing and mastering. Mike Dean was a part of the creative vision for the album as well as, a, as, well as mixer Frank Wolf. We have soundtrack masters in hand from Mike, which unfortunately you will never get to hear. Uh, she was then praising the work of the audio team as a whole, alongside wishing that we still enjoy the soundtrack as she worked so hard on it. But yeah, the, that kind of sucks, um, and it kind of seems like you know another issue of uh, a woman being put in a position where yeah. she, yeah, she's not you know given the latitude that a male in the same position would be given. So yeah, that's very unfortunate and um, yeah, very sad. I, I mean, my read on it is the same way is that, um, you know, a lot of these these companies are very much like male centric and, and the work dynamic seems to be very much. Uh, I don't want to call it frat boy because, you know, I mean, I'm certainly Activision is, but I, I can't speak to what like Infinity Ward or, or I guess iDub and Sledgehammer. Um, if they are, you know, they, they work together. Uh, I can't speak to their their teams. Cause I, I don't know. But like. That could be the case where one is getting more favoritism because, you know, he's been at it longer or he's a man or whatever. And, and her name Sarah yeah. is just like opting to bow instead. Uh, I think that, that sucks. Yeah. I, I will say, however, uh, the audio in, in this game is like really great. So it's cool to see Shockner talk about like how great it was like working with the audio team. Very cool. Uh, and yeah, it probably stems from the top. You think Christian, you know, Bobby got up there. Uh, probably, yeah. It's a shame, but like, it's a shame to like spend so much time working on something that you like you really care deeply about. Yeah. Um, and then to like even like have the masters done, and then just they never go anywhere. And they take. I mean, it's very reminiscent. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, and they take it out of your hands. That's kind of yeah. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it reminds me of like uh Batgirl as well. Like to have that movie Mm. be so close to finished, you know, and then like. Their files get, I don't know if they were actually deleted or not, but I think they got moved to like a private server. It's just, that's shitty. No one, no one wants to see stuff like that happen. Absolutely. But some lighter uh, news, I guess, from Modern Warfare 2, Christian. We have some season one roadmap details. Uh, we're getting quite a bit of content that's on the way. Uh, Warzone 2.0 is on the way with a new map, new mode, uh, which is, of course, DMZ. Uh, we're getting a new gulag as well. Some new vehicles, heavy chopper and a hunt, uh, Hummer. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, it's an, it's an electric Hummer, yeah. but it uses the, uh, the gas tank mechanics from, from Warzone 2. Wait, it does? Yeah. (laughs) What? Product placement, baby. That's bizarre. Uh, we're also getting new gameplay features, aquatic combat, which, of course, I'm sure that's from Modern Warfare 2's um, new mechanic. Uh, circles collapsing, uh, which I didn't know that was a new game feature. Yeah, yeah. There's, I don't know if you know this, but there are, instead of one big circle that's always closing down, there are like micro circles. There's, there's three oh. of them happening. And so 
those will start to close and then they, those three circles will converge into one circle making it so like you're having these pockets of of gameplay like always ha it's so that there are more firefight engagements happening more often uh and then those converging together rather than people like going through the outside of the you know the big circle that's actually really fascinating i think that's cool yeah mm -hmm. uh we're also getting proximity chat which is very cool cool little halo 2 feature back in the day heck yeah keep uh, going <laughs> There's uh, new buy stations being introduced. Uh, we're getting a third-person playlist for Warzone. Yeah, I'm sure Gage will love that, dude. <laughs> I'll love that, too, probably more. I really enjoy the new third-person. Oh, hold on. From what he told me, he said you hated it. No, no, I don't hate third. Third-person was my favorite part. I'm not sure why he said that. In the beta, I hated it because the zoom, like when you zoomed into your first person yeah. view but i actually enjoyed the third person um aspect like getting it, get, being okay. able to aim from third person yeah sure, uh, sure, sure. we're we're also getting interrogation is that a mode i guess or no interrogate no 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 so you if you down someone you can go up to them and interrogate them in it which will reveal like positions and stuff makes sense okay so if your teammates in your squad get downed and then someone interrogates them, they can find where your teammates are and yep. kill them. Gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we're also getting new maps, which we're getting Shoot House, uh, which is, of course, a classic returning, as well as Shipment, which is an extreme classic returning. Um, yeah. We're getting... There's also... I mean, there's a bunch more maps, too, that like they're not in this graphic, because this is like... There are more maps that are coming throughout, I think, either throughout the season or in other seasons, but, like, there's way more Modern Warfare 2 maps that are coming. Like, uh, Afghan uh, is getting a remake as well that I think is dropping either halfway through Season 1 or in Season 2. And there's a couple of new... I think there's, like, two new maps that, that we got, like, a sneak peek at um, that That's are dropping cool. some, at some point. Awesome. I, I like that they're doing some remakes and some new because I'm sure the remakes are easier to push out the door to get more content, but also we're getting new ones sprinkled in. I like that. Yeah. Um, we're also getting a new mode called Raid uh, in, in season. We're getting a co-op mission called High Ground being added, so one of the Spec Ops missions. Uh, CDL Mosh Pit, which is, I'm assuming, a new mode. Uh, interesting. I don't know what that is but you know what mosh pit is no no idea uh mosh pit is just the it's just a playlist that has different game modes in it like already filtered so usually it would be like domination headquarters and like kill confirmed and and whatever else they add uh cdl is interesting like what would make this of call of duty league mosh pit i don't that oh, i don't understand i got or certain stuff banned. like call of duty Le uh, league has already banned one of the guns because it's cop like can you not use that gun in cdl mosh pit i, I don't know Probably, yeah. It's probably all the settings for Call of Duty League as well, because yeah. Halo does something similar with their ranked yeah. as well. The, uh, this isn't mentioned here, but uh, maybe you mentioned it. I missed it. But uh, Hardcore also comes out, which is they renamed as Tier One, which I can't wait. <laughs> which is like, hardcore. how quick is that? Like, I maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like the time to kill is already super quick. Like, Rick, you breathe on yeah, somebody. Some <laughs> some pistols are like two shots man so yeah. i don't know i mean there are a lot of guns that that are the ttk like cannot compete with like the current meta like some stronger weapons so if you save those and you're planning to use them soon just use them in hardcore instead and you'll be fine 
looking at two M16 and cast off 545. There you go. We're getting an all-new battle pass as well, Modern Warfare FC event, which I'm sure you're excited about, Christian. <laughs> getting some soccer players yeah. in there. Messi. Yeah, can I? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably play as Messi, even though he looks a little weird. Like, Pogba looks, <laughs> Pogba looks really good, and Neymar looks great, but Messi looks a little weird. Can I just say, they also uh, went in and said that they redid their battle pass. So it's not oh. a standard battle pass uh, where you, like, typically it'd be like you start at 1, and you have to go all the way to 100 to get everything. Yeah. Now what they have are 20 sectors, each with, like, 5 items. Did you see this? No, I did not, but go on. So, like... Instead of uh, unlocking things one by one when you like reach the next thing in the battle pass, we get like a token, which you then can use to pick what you want from a sector or like whatever. So you're like you're getting to pick and choose what you unlock in the order that you want instead of the order that uh, a traditional battle pass would lay out for you. That's awesome. I, I really like that. And it's hilarious because that's what I wanted for Halo Infinite's battle pass or season pass, whatever you want to call it. and they instead did something different because Master Chief Collection has something very similar where you unlock quadrants Ooh. and you get tokens to unlock whatever you want from that uh, quadrant. So, like, that's why I smiled because I think that's very oh, cool. Oh, yeah, same thing. Very reminiscent. Nice. Yep. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, new weapons, operators, and more also on the way. Um, so yeah, cool. by the way, the new weapons, M13, uh, the Chimera also coming. Uh, I forget the name of the sniper that they call here. Obviously, they didn't get the rights to the names of the guns in this game, but that's the intervention. The intervention's coming back. Be excited. That gun did a lot of damage back in the day. Mm -hmm. Moving on from there to the next item of Call of Duty, possible 2023 paid expansion plans have come out as well. Apparently, Sledgehammer Games is developing the paid content expansion for Modern Warfare 2, releasing in 2023, according to Jason Schreier. I almost said from Kotaku, of course, not from Kotaku anymore, but... Uh, Bloomberg. Yes. <laughs> the expansion will have a lot of content and most likely will be $70. Treyarch's Call of Duty is still set for 2024. Um, so, yeah. Uh, interesting that they're going down this route instead of a full game. We're getting a full game price, but just an expansion. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be single player content developed by Sledgehammer Games. The most curious, that's which I'm really curious about, considering like. I'm not saying what it is, but there is a post-credit scene in Modern Warfare 2 that was like, mm -hmm. holy shit, is this going to be in Modern Warfare 3? Well, now it could be in Modern Warfare 2.5 or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, the the expansion. Right. Which is cool, like, you know, it's more games as service, kind of, but it's it's a, it's a big question mark because we've never seen it really happen in Call of Duty before. Uh, like, what does a lot of content mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. New maps, obviously. And my question is... What does this mean for Sledgehammer? Does this mean Sledgehammer is no longer going to make their own game of Call of Duty anymore? No. I mean, if they're shifting to, what, like a new COD every two years, Sledgehammer might be back to being a support studio. Interesting. Switching between Infinity Ward and Treyarch. Right. You know what I mean? Yep, indeed. It'll be interesting. And the last thing, Christian, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has crossed $1 billion in sales, faster than any game in the franchise. It crossed $1 billion in worldwide sales through its first 10 days. Absolutely bananas. Huge. Yeah. Huge. 
But moving into our last news item of the week, Christian, Hideo Kojima has dismissed several rumors directly, including the Death Stranding sequel on Stadia, Abandoned, which from Blue Box, which <laughs> I think we already knew that one. And uh, he also has called them a nuisance. Um, and I just love his comments. And I've, I think you made a comment about it as well. Like his comments are just like really funny. He's so fu- Kojima is fucking hilarious, man. I've been listening to more of Brain Structure and like, I mean, he's got an episode that's about <laughs> the Jordan Peele movie. Nope. But then he just goes on this like 15 minute rant about like what UFOs used to mean to him growing up and like just talking about movies. And it's like, Kojima, you're fucking hilarious. Uh, this is even more funny. Oh, he's also like not necessarily calling Blue Box a, a nuisance. It's more so the implications that, or sorry. Um, the constant kind of questions and kind of tweets and comments he's getting are like, oh, like in connection with Abandon and not the team itself. Um, but it, I can sh- I can imagine how annoying it might be like, is this your game, Kojima? It's like, no, I what? I have nothing to do with this. Yeah. Interesting. Kojima is one of those interesting characters, for sure. But you know what else is interesting? We got some overdose screenshots, Christian, that have leaked in private Discord servers of a character played by Death Stranding actress Margaret Margaret Qualley. Um, I don't know if you saw these screenshots yet or not, but uh, quickly thereafter, we, we saw that. We also got uh, apparently footage of what appears to be uh, overdose gameplay. Uh, obviously, this is like very early footage if this is, in fact, um, real, but... It looks spooky. It looks spooky. What did you? Oh, there is a link for screenshots. Uh, I I saw like a part of the clip for the game, and honestly, I hate. I mean, it's a phone recording of another yeah phone screen of like this naked dude watching it behind the camera. It's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but I I I don't really like what. Oh, these screenshots are terrible. Yeah, I don't particularly like watching leaks like this because like it's seem it's seemingly kind of obvious that like. This is going to get shown at Jeff Keighley's game, you know, yeah. game awards probably. Um, and I'll let like that be the first um, like tone setter for what this game is going to be. Whereas leaks just don't do it justice, in my opinion. I mean, you could at least watch the video and enjoy the naked guy watching. <laughs> I, I have a screenshot of that dude's stomach. It's, <laughs> God. Yeah. I, I, I mean, whatever this ends up being, though. I mean, it is overdose. Like, I saw like the... The picture of like the overdose screen or really, i guess the title of it hmm. i'm excited I, I can't wait yeah very cool also margaret crawley great actress was she good in uh death stranding i'm assuming she's great in death stranding she's great in all the tv shows and movies she does heck yeah all right christian we are moving into the fantasy draft check-in. We have a couple of big banger releases here. God of War Ragnarok to lead them here. And the reviews have come in. And this game is a 94 on Open Critic, giving me lots of points, Christian. I believe that's 28 points coming my way for God of War. Yeah, because double. Yeah, 28. Yeah. Not as much as Elden Ring, but. What? I'll take it. Okay. That's an insane amount of points. I can't believe it actually came out this year. I can't believe I'm playing it. Yeah. That's I don't believe it. Spoiler alert. Uh, oh, just, for a later set. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
just to add on the back of that, um, and I know we'll talk about it a little bit in the topic of the show as well, but uh, I just wanted to highlight the accessibility features in Ragnarok have been fantastic. A lot of people have yes. uh, talked about it online, including Steve Saylor, who's a pretty well-known um, blind uh, gamer that he advocates for uh, accessibility in games. So uh, it's very cool to see all the features that they have, and it seems to, like take what naughty dog did with the last of us and like do, do even more than that like and that that was already a, a major feat what naughty dog did with accessibility mm -hmm. so yeah very very cool stuff um one of the things that i thought was cool was uh the boss fights which he talked about there's an uh, accessibility feature where you can uh have your boss fights and if you die in the boss fight it'll allow you to go back to a certain point of the boss fight so like there's different tiers to the boss fight and you don't have to go through the entire boss fight all over again you can just go back to whatever tier you died on which i think is very cool and actually yeah. is a feature that i would have loved to have seen in star wars jedi fallen order that i argued with sean on this podcast about way back in the day and sean was adamant with me no 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 I, th that breaks the game and it's like no it doesn't like th th that's what made me not enjoy Dude, that game just get good dan yeah literally <laughs> or I, I did enjoy the game I, I i don't mean that i mean like the last two boss fights christian well mainly the second to last boss fight awful awful some some gamers are just better than others. I don't know what to tell you, Dan. No, I'm kidding. This is this is really good. This yes. is this is awesome. And I'm like, by the way, I, again, I've been playing this game. It's a, it's, it's a little it's a little tough. It's a little tough sometimes. I'm not gonna lie to you. So like, I mean, I mean, doing the Valkyries in 2018 mm. was a real feat. Like that was freaking hard. Um, so having accessibility features for people who like obviously don't game all the time or, or can't game the same uh is is huge and i remember like very this week someone was tweeting from santa monica in an article somewhere they were talking about like well it wasn't enough to like match naughty dog like we wanted it to like go above and beyond and like like really be like like lead, like we want to be leaders like and like and have more people be able to enjoy our game so like it's very cool to see like a wide array of accessibility features so the people more people can play also one thing that i want to highlight too is like before the game even starts like when you push x to start whatever before you even see any kind of branding or menu screen or whatever it goes straight to an accessibility screen so you can set that up first and then once you finish that then the game starts very cool very cool what difficulty are you on christian uh why don't i save that for top of the show okay that's fair uh, moving into our other check-in here, Sonic Frontiers reviews have also been coming in, Christian. It is hitting at 73 right now on Open Critic, which means Roe is netting three points from Sonic Frontiers, and I am netting negative three for counterpicking Sonic Frontiers. So not terrible for negative three, but you know, I was I was hoping for some points there, but you know. Can't win them all. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Ro will take whatever points he'll get for this one. Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of people are like having issues with the technical side of the game, but um, in terms of gameplay, I'm sure we will get into it in the topic of the show. But a lot of a lot of people have enjoyed this game actually for for what it's worth. So. Yeah, and like the more I see of it, the more I'm 
the more I'm equally, I want to check this out, as well as, I don't know if I ever want to play this, but we'll get more into that in a little bit. Absolutely. So we're sitting now, Christian, since we're getting close yep. to the end of the year here, you are sitting with 119 points, but you still have one, two, three, four games left to release. Uh, three games, actually. Because uh, I forgot Bone Lab didn't get enough reviews. Oh, no. Insane. Insane. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, and I'll see advertisements for the game, too. Or if you go on Steam page, they're like, it's there. Yeah. And, like, you'll see, like, the awards, you know, little image where people are, like, rating the game. It's like, come on. Give me some of those points. Yeah. That does suck. That, that's unfortunate. Uh, Roe is sitting at 133 points, and he still has two games left. Um, so there's still time for everyone to come back. I am sitting in first right now with 161 points with still three games to release. Um, of course, sports and motorsports not going to help me. Uh, so that's already a zero in there, but yeah, three more games. Engage is still sitting with literally almost his entire list, not releasing this year. <laughs> come on, Gage. Replace those games. You don't have much time left. I'm not even sure yeah, how many he, games are left. If you go to the top, you can look at the uh, it, the projected points. Oh, and you will you will the oh fantasy critics will predict that you're ending at 187. Row at 136. Me at 148. And Gage at 51. And that's long way all. to go still. That's only because Gage hasn't replaced any of his games. He needs to do some replacements. There's Man. still time. Man, Bone Lab does have an open critic page. I'm I'm on it. Yeah. There are only three reviews. Oh no. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. That does suck. Ugh. All right. Moving out of that, Christian. We're gonna move into what you got for me. Uh, we played some VR, lots of VR action. Uh, we played a new walkabout level in mini golf, and every single time they release a new le level in mini golf, I'm just like, yes, I want more. I want more. So yeah, keep releasing new mini golf levels, please. Like, yeah, do you remember playing. what that? We remember what what that level was. <sighs> I forget. It was based on Come a movie, on. right? A movie and a and a book. Oh. Well, I haven't. I don't know what the it is. Just like the labyrinth one, I didn't know what that was. Either. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. You can go Godwin in the game now. It's flying around, which is a lot yeah. of fun. I thought I thought I broke the game. Turns out it's just a feature. Yeah, you were outside the. You were in the water. Like oh, that was awesome, dude. Being in the water, like <laughs> looking through the submarine. Yeah. By the way, it was really is that game is really cool. Like the way it loads you into the level. Remember, yeah. like. <laughs> Thankfully, you restarted it for me because I was picking up my food. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're like in this, like in the, like some kind of pod going towards a submarine and then the door opens, you get to start the level. What a cool game, man. I, I really enjoy that game. Absolutely. Very cool. And it works really well. So it's always a plus. Um, we played a lot of also, VR stuff. What I made you try out Phasmophobia. It was my first time doing that with VR. Yep. And uh, I don't know if I liked it. I had a elevated heart rate. I ended up dying, and then I did the thing where it's like, I know we were in Discord together, but like I was going to be a bitch and be like, no, I'm going to play by the game's rules, where uh, <laughs> when you're dead, you don't talk. 
And I could see you like in the doorway, uh, right behind the the foyer, like not wanting to come in with your little flashlight, going, "Christian, are you there? Hello." I'm not. And my gonna, body's just on the ground. I'm not gonna lie. For a split second, I thought you were screwing with me, and you were just laying on the ground, like just messing around. I'm like, he's not actually like dead in the game. Like he's just fucking with me. And then you, I kept asking, you were like not responding. I was like we're in discord why is he not responding i'm like what the hell i was like then i was like questioning is something wrong with him in real life like what the hell's going on here and then yeah dude you were calling my name for almost two minutes i was yeah i'm like i was trying not to laugh i didn't know what to do i was like christian uh, what was what was funny for me is that the moment you actually stepped through the doorway and back into the house the door immediately closes yep. all the way yep and you like he the ghost like goes straight for your neck immediately yep, yep. i freaked yeah, out we we sucked at that level we did we did oh well uh christian i've also been powering through the last of us part two powering through it as much as possible trying to get this done before i start ragnarok i hope i can get it done this weekend that would be great i have a day off friday for the holiday so i'm hoping power through it you're almost there you're almost there almost there seattle day two with um with abby so get there day three is great by the way okay getting crazy uh and also a little gem here christian a lot of people online were talking about it and i'm like all right fine i'll download it on my phone marvel snap and I will tell you, I am enjoying the hell out of this game. I love it. I know you're shaking your head no, but I love this game. It is so much fun. It literally brings me back to my college days of playing Hearthstone nonstop in between classes and hanging out like in the lobbies and stuff. Like, I love it. It's so fun. It's so fun. I, the card, card game madness is back. I'm so biased against like franchise stuff now I, was, I remember i was talking to my friend uh and he was talking to me like he's like should i check out marvel snap like no dude like don't buy into this like card game like why don't you go play like fucking hearthstone or something and he goes well the people that made hearthstone made this game and i was like oh, oh. all right well if you want if you want to play it then whatever go for, go for it <laughs> yeah and it actually like the in terms of the monetization of this game i I have not had any like there's been no like ads, no like pressure into buying stuff like a lot of it is actually just most of it. I think is just cosmetic stuff like you can change the art on your cards, which I think is really cool. So, yeah, props to them for their um, monetization style. I really like it. So mm -hmm. what you playing? Cool. What, what you got? Uh, Ragnarok, but we'll get that into the topic of the show. But there's one thing I want to mention. Uh, I made you get Pavlov with me. Oh yes. Uh, which I I love Pavlov. Like that. You haven't played like the the modes that like I've I've played. Obviously, like there's a lot of like Trouble in Terrorist Town is fucking great. There is like the you know Battlefield inspired like. I mean it's VR. I think you only do like what thirty v thirty. Maybe it's like twenty v twenty. I play like in these like large scale encounters. There's obviously a lot of custom maps like. Uh, like you would love the Halo maps, like especially Ooh. for like team deathmatch or free for all. Like they're they're really cool. Uh, but like what I love about Pavlov is that it has like the most realistic reloading in any I think VR shooter. So it's like it's really fun. And so what I made Dan do was uh, play Nocturne Toten, which is the very first <laughs> Nazi zombies 
map from World at War. And like it's great. Like they have the called like they have the guns from uh World at War, like on the walls and stuff. And then they have the perks where you can pack a punch in this end. But like we're in VR and it's so hard, dude. Like we're we're like in the spot upstairs. Like if you know the spot, you know. And we're like crouch. I'm crouched down in real life. I don't know what Dan's doing. <laughs> but like when you have to reload, you're fucked, dude. Cause you gotta like reload and cock the whole damn thing. And it's it gets really intense, but it's it's so much fun. Yeah. We very, should play again. I, I'm very excited to jump back in and check out some Halo levels and in that right. battlefield mode sound sounds really cool too. Yeah. It's fun. Uh there's also like uh they have gun game. Oh, if you remember gun game from yes. Black Ops? Uh, but like I, I play those on like Minecraft maps. It's hilarious. <laughs> what? Ugh. Yeah, it's great. That's bizarre, but fun. All right. Moving in then to our topic of the show, Christian. Sonic Frontiers versus God of War Ragnarok. Here we are, Christian. We did it. What are what are our Wait impressions? It. I just as a disclaimer here, I have played neither of these games. <laughs> So yeah, we we were supposed to have Ro here so we can talk about both of these, but Ro wasn't able to make it. So I, I can't speak to Sonic Frontiers part, but I mean we should start there since sure. I don't know we both have seen the. the, the are, have you played any Sonic games before? Question mark. I've I've played like the two D Sonic games, never an open world Sonic game. So like Sonic Shit. Colors. I mean, I think neither has anyone. This is like the first open is world it? Sonic game. Oh. Or three, I'm sorry, 3D. I'm sorry, 3D Sonic game. I've never played a 3D Sonic game. I've played the 2D Jim. ones, yes. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2. I know people say, like, let it die, whatever, already. But, like, that, that is the greatest Sonic game. I don't care what you say. So good. I think that... Yeah. Uh-huh. I, th- I think that we kind of talked about this a little bit in our chat. I think that Frontiers is, like, a very intriguing game to me to pick up when it's on sale. Like... You know, next year, like maybe early next year, I guess after the March rush or February rush, uh, maybe if it's on sale for like 30 bucks or 20 bucks or something, Dude. pick it up and, and check it if out. It, if it ain't on Game Pass or PlayStation Plus, I'm not picking it up. I'm really? sorry. Like I, I, I have wow. no, if, if, if I have time to go into my backlog, I'm sorry, but I'm not playing Frontiers. I'm going to go to Persona 5 Royal and or I guess apparently Mass Effect 2 since Dan's wants, wants me to play it. Yeah. Uh, like, I want to be in it. And all my friends who are Sonic fans on Twitter, like, are posting about it because they're playing it. It's like, fuck, this looks really cool. The music is insane. When you're in combat, it's a character action game. That is so much my shit. But everything else in between is like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to waste my time playing something that's extremely mid and uninspired. You know, like, taking the, the best things from obviously one of the biggest influences in games of all time, apparently breath of the wild, but making it worse. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or making it bad. I should say, I think is, uh, not for me. A lot of the environments that they created, it seems like way too bland, like for how colorful and yeah. like spry Sonic is, you would think that they would have these beautiful and bright worlds and crazy colors and stuff, which I've seen, you know, I've seen a one or two environments that I thought look really cool from Frontiers, but like a lot of it is like, you know, just green grasslands and rocks and I'm just, just like empty. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing with a lot of art design for I don't want to call it just say Switch games because this is not mm. a Switch game, but like Bayonetta 3. Uh, I haven't played it either. 
I love the Bayonetta games. I have problems with them, but I still love the series. Uh, I haven't dabbled in three yet because I had other games to finish. But like uh, from what I've seen and what I've heard is that the art design in that game is a little uninspired too. Where like the game just looks ugly, and it's like, well, why? I don't know. Yeah, you may be onto something like the the Switch holding it back technically because obviously it has to run on the Switch and. Uh, I feel like Sonic is in like a unique position as well because like obviously with Sonic being a super fast character, you have to load more things in the world at a quicker rate um, because he's running through the world quicker than your traditional, you know, character like Zelda, for instance, you're just walking through an environment. So maybe that's part mm -hmm. of the issues, like technically speaking, uh, it was a big challenge for them. And like... Changing the locales themselves doesn't make the game more interesting. I was listening to the kind of funny games cast from, I guess, last week when they were talking about this. Uh, and it seems like consensus was that, yeah, there are different ecosystems, right? It's not just the forest. It's also a desert. It's also a snow place. It's, there's also like a fireplace. But the game itself, uh, like, doesn't get better or more interesting because you're in a different environment. It's just more of the same, but with a different backdrop. And that to me is like kind of a shame. When like games, 3D games in the past, like Sonic Heroes, which I, I love as well, like that, those games' environments like changes the way you're playing the game. And one of the more like my favorites is the casino world, where like you're playing on like these giant like pinball machines that you're like having to traverse to get to the next areas. Like that stuff is cool. It's a little gimmicky, sure, but like it's what makes Sonic Sonic. It's you know it's more Sonic bullshit, but like I I don't feel that energy and. When I see an image of Sonic Frontiers, like it doesn't scream Sonic game to me. It seems like fan-made kind of open world game, which kind of sucks. Hmm. Indeed. Indeed. I wish Ro were here. I hope he's having fun. I think he is. I've, based on what he's been saying, I, I don't want to speak for him, but like it seems like Rose very much enjoyed, um, from what he said, it seems like he's enjoyed it thus far, which I, I love that for him. Yeah. I love that for him. See that video I sent you of the uh, that player making the penis? Oh and yes, closing and it, the loop, and yeah. it gives you coins. Like, is that like for doing? Oh, I'm sorry, what? What? It gives you what? It gives you coins, right? It gives you what? Or rings? I'm sorry, rings. I'm sorry. Yeah, I how dare you? Up. Can't I screwed they'll it up. They'll come, and they'll come after I us. Screwed they up. will come oh, after us. Shit! Oh. We have to protect us. Yeah, yeah rings. For yeah. a second, I was like, "What do you mean? They're, they're oh, never mind. They're rings. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're rings. Yeah, yeah. I dare you. Sorry, I apologize, everyone. We should both play Frontiers. Yeah, I, I'm down. You know, I no. like I said, I said I might pick it up when it goes on sale. I I'm fascinated. So. Did you see the um <laughs> the the fishing mini game? Yes. Uh, is bro is broken? Oh no, I didn't see that. So there are uh, collectibles that you have to get in the game. Memory tokens, I think, and other kinds of tokens to uh, upgrade your Sonic and then move on to, like, the next kind of areas or whatever. And you have to, like, improve or whatever, upgrade to, to move on. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, you can just fish for, like, a few minutes and then collect enough fishing tokens to use those tokens to buy your upgrade. So you don't have to be doing the actual... You know, minute to minute gameplay of collecting things, you can just go fish and move on. Go fish, nice. Go That's fish. a fun game. Uh, can I just say, like, Sonic Frontiers is 
<laughs> Sonic Frontiers is not the only uh, culprit of doing this, but I hate when games that have like a very specific art style go and make their fishing mini game have the most realistic looking fish that I've ever seen. And I'm like, this is a Sonic game. Why it's are the fish? so funny? Yeah. <laughs> the picture of Sonic and Big with the alligator, like the realistic alligator in front of them is fucking hilarious. dude. <laughs> it's so weird. You don't like that? I don't like that. I'm like, no, there was another game that did that. I'm trying to think what it was where the fishing mini game was almost the exact same thing where it's like a stylish stylistic type art style. And then the fish is like really realistic. And I'm just like, that doesn't I know matter. animal crossing does this. Okay. It might be, it might be animal crossing that I was thinking. Yeah. Who cares? I think it's funny. It's goofy. I don't know. Yes. And that's why we love it. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. What about God of war Ragnarok Christian? How does it match mm. up against well, Sonic? <laughs> First of all, the final results are in, uh, yeah. and 57% are saying Kratos will beat Sonic. So, wow. Uh, there you have it. You Ragnarok. Uh, I texted the group. I started this game up last night. I texted both my friend and our group chat on Twitter saying one word, and that was just man. Because uh, that, that game, man. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I, I'm going to try to say as much as I can without being. Without giving any, actually, without doing any spoilers, just my feelings on on playing the game itself. Um, and did you like 20, God of War twenty eighteen? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was one probably one of my favorite games that year. If not, I can't remember what else came out that year, so I don't want to say my favorite, but <laughs> it was up there. Sure. Yeah, I, I would agree. I I absolutely love twenty eighteen. Ended up being one in my list of like I have a list on backlog that are my. Games that I consider like masterpieces or whatever, like yeah. my five star and only games, and God of War twenty eighteen is one of them. Ragnarok could, has the potential of of, <laughs> of being better than twenty eighteen, wow. maybe based on the tone alone. Um, there on the home screen of the of the main menu of the PlayStation five, if you hover over it, like it plays like you know the score, or whatever, like the theme song for this one. And Bear McCreary like went off. Like I was getting sad listening to this music, and I haven't even started the game yet. And uh, like you, you go into the game again, no spoilers, but like obviously people talk about like the opening for 2018 being so iconic and memorable. Hmm. Um, and I think people will talk about this one in the same regard uh, wow. because it it is really freaking good. I can't get. I wish I could go into specifics, but it it is. It is freaking great. So much so that I uh, today I watched the kind of funny stream and they did the first two hours and I wanted to watch them do it just so I could kind of relive that through someone else's experience. Uh, so I've been really enjoying it. I think the, the axe feels fantastic, if not better than it did in 2018. Like there are mm -hmm. new power-ups and stuff that you can kind of use like that change the mechanics just a little bit to make it feel more refreshing. My biggest kind of knock on ragnarok is also my biggest uh positive note on it is that it's it feels more like god of war 2018 hmm. like you I, when people were saying like this feels like a ps4 game i was curious to see what they felt like like why they were saying that and i think i from being only three and a half hours in i think i get a sense of why they were saying that because it, it does feel more like god of war 2018 which you know years later could be a bad thing but it's also you know that game the game was really good. Yeah. So it's also a good thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I kind of have an idea of where they're going to start Ragnarok. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Uh, just thinking how that game, the first game ended, I have a feeling that it's going to start where it ended. Obviously, don't confirm or deny this, but... I'm, I won't say anything, no. That's just my speculation that they're going to do that, but maybe not, though. Like, continue on that one-shot type journey where it's just like... Here we go. We keep going. Although I think about that and I'm like, wait, Atreus might be older in the trailers and stuff. So I, I can't remember. Um, well, thing. yeah, at the end of 2018, like when you finish that game and you go back home, it cuts to black and then it says years later. Oh, right? OK. I forgot that part. Never mind. Yeah. OK, that makes sense then. Any any questions you have for me that I can maybe answer so far or that you would even so, want to know? You can say no. Is, I have a couple more notes I could talk about. Like how, how is the gameplay in terms of like does it, is there a lot of new things like in the sandbox? Okay, I can talk, yeah, I can okay. talk. I can talk about this. Okay, gameplay again is kind of hard. Like uh, I, I'm I'm having to relearn the timing for the parry, mm. which is like some of like the earlier kind of enemies you encounter. Like it, it'll pop up on the screen saying like. Do this to parry, but like really pay attention to the timing and the kind of attacks they're doing because some of them you can't block. Uh, and if you miss your timing, like you're open to an attack. Same as kind of 2018, but like for whatever reason, like it feels a little bit harder in this. There are a couple of difficulty options that I, I closed the tab, but I'm playing the it's I think it's called Give Me Balance, which is Middle. their normal thing, yeah. right in between. Yeah. And there are the harder ones. The, the last one says, give me God of War. And like, it, there's no way I could ever play something like that. It's tough. I've, I've, I've died like twice now trying to like. I like playing games that like look presentable, like being Kratos. Like I want to use a moveset that would make sense, uh, a, a pace that makes sense and, and really like focus on timing and not spamming attacks. But I've learned to kind of having I'm having to balance a little bit like I, I need to be aggressive because I'm the, you know, I'm Kratos. I have to be aggressive. And uh, that has helped me with encounters a bit more. But yeah, it's tough. But like the enemy variety is there. This time around, though, I'm like not using, you have the Blades of Chaos again, obviously. And we saw them in trailers as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. You, know, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, those are those are game. Like you get to use them. And uh, I, I still think prefer the axe, which really? is crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think the axe is one of like one of the, the greatest weapons maybe in, in video game history like it's it's so good it is really good. very cool and it's literally it's almost a, identical to what like thor would use in I mean, like a marvel game if they ever made something like that with his hammer like that's yeah the, okay the thing for me in 2018 when you would throw your axe and you would catch it yeah you could feel the weight of it like in your hands like when you were yeah. catching like, it, it felt weighty Somehow they made that better, and it's obviously because of the use of dual sense. Yeah, the dual the dual sense the dual sense is cool with this, and it doesn't get in the way that like I would like I would think the adapter trigger would make swinging the axe around harder, but you don't feel it. Like it's mostly like when you're using it for like throws or charging it up, when it's just like moments when combat, like it's not really getting in the way. It's mm -hmm. like they were smart to use it only when necessary for for like those kinds of R two attacks, which is kind of nice. Is there like um? like different attacks for like the different pressures kind of like ratchet and clank has where like you have the one attack no oh, okay no. that oh, stuff is i mean not that i know of yet who knows like down the line but like that stuff is cool like uh yeah returnal does the same thing and i i loved it in returnal very cool 
I guess they may not do that since it's on PS4 also, obviously. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's a great game. Like, the the visuals of it are are insane. Uh, There was a comparison I saw today on Twitter of them comparing PC Ultra settings versus PS5. Yep. And uh, for whatever reason, like, the visual fidelity of the PS5, like, was outperforming the PC, which I thought was kind of crazy. You don't see that very often. Uh, what what mode are you playing on? What graphical mode? Oh, so you were. What did you? What did you show me? There was a graphic that Santa Monica Studios put out, and it was like yes, favor quality, whatever. Lot. I, I favor performance. I, I much would much rather have like a a high frame rate. Yeah. I don't care about like too high of a frame rate. Like I would prefer just a steady one that's locked. But the one that I chose is favoring performance, and it's unlocked 60, but I still get, um, uh, what is it, like, VRR uh, yeah. and uh, HDR, all that good stuff. That's a good yeah. good pick. I think I'm going to try it in um, the same mode that I did Last of Us Part, or Last of Us Part 1 in, um, which is their quality mode that does four, or, um, 40 frames per second in VRR. So I feel like that... That felt really good to me in part one, um, so I, sure. I'm interested to see. Which obviously, God of War, I feel like it's a little more action oriented than The Last of Us Part One is. So maybe I may mm. want the performance more so in that game. But yeah, I, I'm definitely interested to check those out and see what feels better. I would suggest you find that graphic again before you start because sure. they have a specific verbiage in their menus. That translates to like the the breakdown, like the unlocked sixty or locked at forty. Um, but like they don't, for whatever reason, they don't have the details of what what is doing what oh. in the actual menu. That's so I, I had to pull this back open and make sure I was using the the right permutation of of those options. Makes sense. Cool game though. I, I'm only, again only three hours in. I'm gonna be playing more tonight. Uh, Christopher Judge and oh, I forget his name. That's that plays is uh. Atreus. What's that actor's name? Uh, Steven no. something? His name Here. is Sonny Mid-90s. Yes. yes, Sonny. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, great. Off the bat. Like, they, they, they have some electric chemistry. Dude, Christopher Judge is incredible. I've loved him since I was a child. I'm watching Stargate SG-1. Uh, me and my parents used and my yeah really just me and my parents used to watch the heck out of that show back in the day i love that show such a great sci-fi show and christopher judge is fantastic in that as teal and yes mm. such a good pick to have him voice kratos in the reboot yeah. and now this sequel yeah. yeah i guess he was also in dark knight rises which i didn't know oh he was oh apparently I'm, i mean i'm looking at his uh Really? Yeah, actography, whatever you want to call it. Huh. I did not know that. Wait, yeah, what? Who did he play in that? Who knows? Interesting. I I don't know for whatever reason I can't I can't find that. Uh, let me go down. Oh, he was in Marvel's Avengers as well. Oh yes, he was Black Panther. Black I think. Panther. Yep. That's cool, man. That's yeah. cool. When was uh Dark Knight? Twenty thirteen. Uh, here we go he was mercenary security number four <laughs> shout, shout out christopher judge wow that's incredible he was the best mercenary security out there 
My last note on God of War before we end. Yes. Will this be better than 2018? Who knows? I haven't played the game yet. I haven't finished it yet. But I'm excited to. The game is going to be... I mean, it's already crazy enough starting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. All gas, no breaks? Question mark? We'll see. Uh, will it be better than Elden Ring? Not a chance, no way. Can't be. Can't be. I mean, the, I refuse at, to believe that. At this point, the game of the year discussion is Elden Ring versus God of War Ragnarok. I don't know that there's... I mean, there's a lot of good contenders. Sonic Frontiers. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of good contenders, but like, I feel like it's going to be those two against each other uh, at Jeff Keighley's show. Yeah. We shall see. Yes, we will. Indeed. Not from LA this year, though, Christian. Not from. I thought. I thought about it, Dan. I thought about it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't thought think about it for a second. I ain't getting mm-hmm. tricked again. Getting tricked again. And Jeff didn't reach out again. Just so we're clear. All right. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you, Christian. Gage and Roshan will return. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. I don't think it's that. <laughs> nothing to say Sonic with body Kratos oh man wow <laughs>